Hi everyone, I hope you're all alright. As I said in the last couple of podcasts, I would really appreciate it if you guys could go in the description of this podcast and fill out the short survey that's there. It only takes literally 20 seconds, it's really not a long survey and it would really help me out. Thanks a lot guys, and if you have any suggestions, please could you leave a review on my podcast on iTunes and let me know what sort of podcast you want to see next, what sort of stories and which ones you like. I'd really appreciate it. Thanks a lot, guys. The story I'm about to tell you happened yesterday night. I live in Nantes, West France. I'm a quite petite girl, and I avoid confrontation whenever I can. I'm pretty good at it, because since I can remember, I've had a very strong sixth sense. I try and avoid people who make me anxious. It allows me to survive some very dangerous situations and prevent one kidnapping, but that's another story. Yesterday, I visited a very close friend of mine. A few days ago, she broke her leg, so I decided to cheer her up by giving her a few gifts. The atmosphere was so nice that I didn't notice when it got dark outside. Despite the late hour, I decided to go home. I said goodbye to my friend and left her apartment. I was about 40 minutes from home, but I walked this distance many times without any problems, so I thought this time would be the same. Oh, how wrong I was. Less than five minutes had passed, and I felt like it was going to be hell. I was approaching one of the many bridges in our city. I didn't see anyone around. I thought my senses were playing tricks on me. This has happened before, so I just kept going. The bridge was about 20 meters in front of me before I heard a conversation and a giggle. I turned my head slightly and saw three men walking towards me. I felt a cold sweat on my back, but it was too late to turn back. I didn't want to show them I was afraid. I know this type of behaviour provokes more harassment. I kept walking, but turned down the music. I didn't take my headphones off because I didn't want them to know about my suspicion. I hear their footsteps behind my back. They were saying something, but I didn't know what it was because they were speaking in a different language. I was already on the bridge when they caught up with me. As I said, I'm a petite girl. They were over 180 centimeters tall. They surrounded me. I had no choice but to go ahead. A shudder ran through my body. I didn't know what they wanted, what they were saying, but I felt I was in danger. They kept talking to me. They leaned over me and whispered something into my ears. And they laughed. This sound will haunt me for the rest of my life. At one point, they noticed that I was doing my best to ignore them. And that's when the worst began. They started making animal noises. It may sound strange, even maybe funny, but it was terrifying to me. They howled, growled and whistled, and kissed the air loudly. They did things very close to my face. I was desperate, but what would I do? Where would I go? I was on the bridge. I'd kill myself if I jumped into the water, or at least break both my legs if I was lucky. Those two minutes to cross the bridge felt like an eternity for me. When we got to the edge of the bridge, I was sweaty and close to tears. I thought I was going to throw up. I was shaking, which seemed to amuse them even more. And then a miracle happened. Someone called my name, very loud. I looked up and saw someone approaching us. He was a tall man, several years older than me, but I didn't know him. I had no idea who he was or how he knew my name, but it didn't matter at the time. I felt like he was my guardian angel. He came over to us and was staring furiously at those three strangers. I didn't see their faces, but they fell silent. 
What are you doing to my girlfriend? he asked, still frowning at them. He stretched out his hand in my direction, never taking his eyes off him. Come here, sweetheart. I didn't wait. I didn't know who he was, why he was helping me, but I didn't care. I gripped his hand tightly and almost nestled against his shoulder. My heart was beating so fast and loud, but I was so thankful that he came to help me. Three strangers and my saviour exchanged glances. They were silent. I was starting to panic that they would attack him because he was alone and I wouldn't have the strength to help him if they would attack. But it didn't happen. I almost heard their teeth grinding as when they muttered something. My saviour held my hand tightly and watched them. They turned back and went back on the bridge. We stood in the same place for some time. He looked at me and smiled. And at that moment, my body gave up. I just started shaking uncontrollably and almost drowned in my own tears. He didn't say a word, he just held my hand and gave me time to cool down. After a long moment, he offered to take me home. We walked slowly and talked about various things. Actually, he was talking all the time and I was just nodding. I found out he was walking near the bridge and noticed the whole scene. He decided to react and help me if it turned out his assumptions were correct. I asked him if he knew me and how he knew my name. He looked surprised and smiled and said he didn't know my name. He used this name because it's one of the most popular in our country. When we got home, I was still shaky but happy. I offered him something to drink. I don't live alone, so I was worried about letting him in, but he kindly declined and we said goodbye. I can't believe how lucky I was yesterday. If I hadn't met him, I don't know if I could write about it today. So Luke, thank you. Thank you so much for saving me. I hope to meet you one day. As to these three strangers, I hope that one day you'll understand that your behaviour is reprehensible and you will change your attitude towards women who walk alone. And I hope to never meet you again. This story is from about 15 years ago. I was walking home from work at about 9pm. The walk was about one mile in total, and this time I took a route that wasn't along a main road. I walked through a side road through a neighbourhood instead. Before reaching the actual neighbourhood, there's an empty field to my right and a couple of parking lots to my left. Just as I entered the neighbourhood, I heard running footsteps behind me that sounded like a horse galloping and I instantly knew that what was going on. A group of people were trying to jump me. I also instantly knew that I had to get back to the main road so I'd be around more people and lighting. I leaped forward into the side road while looking back. Three bigger guys coming right towards me like a football game. One of them said if I run I'll make it worse. I immediately ran to the other side of them in full sprint. The taller guy reached out for my shirt but he didn't get me. They continued to chase me at full speed. Halfway through the empty field I looked back while running and the only one still chasing me was the taller guy. The other guys were tired out walking towards us, but I heard one of them say to chase me down. The guy chasing me was literally reaching for me while running. He came so close, but I was sprinting with everything I had. He finally gave up as I came closer to the shopping centre parking lot on the other side of the field. After that, I went into the McDonald's and drank a cup of water while catching my breath. I was breathing heavily. Anyway, I called my friend who lived close by and he picked me up with a couple of his friends and drove me home. For context, I'm a 20 year old female and I started an OnlyFans account over the summer to support myself through school and things were great until I posted my Amazon wishlist. 
Amazon doesn't release your address to people who gift you items, but third party sellers can, and that's where I went wrong. By the way, I'm not trying to promote it here, this is a very frightening story and I felt like it should be shared. In late July I got a puppy. One night around 2am I took him outside to go to the bathroom. While he was doing his business I noticed a car parked outside my family home. I saw a figure in the car and could tell they were looking at me but I couldn't make out their face because it was pitch black outside. Feeling a bit uneasy I picked up my puppy to take him back inside and when I started to move the car parked in my driveway. I sprinted back inside and locked the door but they never approached my house. The next morning I went to check the mail. There was an envelope addressed to my OnlyFans name with $20 in it but no note. I was still currently at home with my parents who had no idea about my OnlyFans account so I didn't mention it to them. A week later I moved back to college and got ready to start school. At this time I stopped posting for the time being until I could figure out how they got my address. I've watched enough crime shows to know there's a possibility I could be in danger. I live in a duplex with a gated parking lot for reference. One morning I was planning on vlogging my trip to Target because I was planning on starting a YouTube channel in the near future because OnlyFans felt unsafe. When I got into my car it had been ransacked and my vlogging camera was missing. I know it's my fault for leaving it in my car but I was using it the night before and since I live in a gated area I didn't think it would be unsafe. It wasn't in plain sight either, I had it hidden in my glove box. I used that camera to film my content and the SD card that was in there had all of my unreleased photos and videos. I know they stole it just for the SD card. Anyway, this is where my story gets weird. There's cameras outside in the parking lot, so we were able to watch this person break into my car and find the camera. And they didn't touch any of the other seven cars in the lot. They knew which car was mine, which suggests they'd been watching me for a bit. After they got my camera, they walked around the duplex until stopping near my window. My bedroom faces an outside street and my blinds are broken so it's very easy to see in. I have a curtain but it doesn't cover my window all the way. This person watched me sleep for an hour or so. I have no idea why they didn't try and break in but thank god they didn't. This person sold the camera to a pawn shop. Since I knew the serial number, the police were able to find it. However, my SD card was missing. I believe the police are still trying to track them down, but I have broken my lease and moved to a new place, so hopefully that will keep me safe. To put this in context, I'm an 18 year old girl living in New Zealand. I suffer from anxiety and shut down in stressful situations and become rather overwhelmed when I'm not sure how to deal with something. This story happened yesterday whilst I was waiting at the bus station to catch my bus home. I had had a long day at work and my legs were in pain and all I wanted to do was get home and watch YouTube in bed. It was getting dark and the sun was almost completely down. As I was listening to some music in a rather deserted area of the bus station, a man considerably larger than myself sauntered up and sat down directly on the bench next to me, which I didn't think much of. To put this into perspective, I'm roughly 55kg and he must have been at least 100 and could easily overpower me. I noticed out of the corner of my eye that this man was staring at me and I began to feel a little bit uncomfortable but pegged it up to him looking at my mask. It's rather nondescript and just black. I just ignored this and acted busy on my phone trying to avoid talking. As I said, 
I had a long day at work. The man began to talk and I pulled out my airpod to listen to what he was saying to me. The airpod fell and landed on the ground to which he picked it up for me, held onto it and stared at it for a few seconds before handing it back to me. I was getting really bad vibes from him. The conversation went something like, your eyes are beautiful, did you get them from your mum or dad? Um, my mum I guess, I replied. I kept my replies short and tried to signify I wasn't in the mood for talking, but he continued. What bus you catching? Where do you live? I laughed nervously and told him that I didn't feel very comfortable sharing where I lived, but I told him that I was further up north. He then said, why, it's not like I'm gonna, you know, do anything bad to you. It's really fancy up there, isn't it? This is where I began to feel seriously uncomfortable and began to shake. He asked if I had a boyfriend, to which I said yes, and he proceeds to ask me if I planned to marry him, to which I laughed and said yes. Oh, it kinda sounds like you're just ruining him. Are you sure you want to marry him? I was shocked and looked at him before telling him, yes, again. I do plan on marrying my partner. How old are you? I don't know what came over me, but I told him I was 21, to make it come across that I was old enough to stand up for myself. Are you on the pill? I'm sorry, I don't feel comfortable sharing that, and I don't see why you need to know that. Oh, let's use condoms instead, eh? He said. I just wanted to walk away, but I was grounded to the bench and couldn't move a muscle if I tried. I was uncomfortable and confused as to why he was asking me these questions. Do you have someone waiting for you at the bus stop? Are you walking home? How far do you live from the bus stop? This is the question that made everything click into place, and I realized a guy had a malicious intent. He's not just being friendly. This man is going to follow me home and either do something terrible to me or kidnap me. I started to really panic and started desperately looking for onlookers. A young man, possibly my age, walked out of a public bathroom and had overheard this conversation and was looking at the predator rather sceptically. I knew then I had at least someone to help me if I just asked for it. I didn't. By this point, I recalled a video from r slash about a highly pregnant woman and her daughter being followed in their car in an empty car park in the dark by an older man. This lady was stressfully trying to find her keys in her purse, so this man was standing beside her daughters on the opposite side of the car, making small talk with them. He got impatient and walked away before she found her keys. Someone commented on her submission, saying this was a popular thing and that he was waiting for her to unlock the car so he could get in and control her via threats to her children. It occurred to me that I should skip the bus and catch another one later on. I did this exactly. He kept trying to ask where I live, and I continued to refuse telling him where. He also continued to ask how far I lived from the stop and if my partner was waiting for me. I deflected all of his questions after about 40 minutes. He began to get a bit grumpy and walked away from the station. He wasn't there to catch the bus at all, but to prone young women at a bus stop. I caught my bus about 10 minutes after he left and I ran home where I completely broke down and cried in the arms of my partner. This morning I was so stressed I contemplated taking the day off work and staying in bed for the rest of the day. I was petrified. I didn't. I'm at work posting this. But when I was in 8th to 10th grade, I was extremely involved in this small building server. The average age was probably 15 to 17, and I joined a group of builders and skyped them every weekend for hours. We all became close fast and trusted each other enough that we followed each other on Instagram. I became particularly close with one of the builders in my friend group named Peter. Peter was in the same grade as me and we ended up texting quite a lot. I heard rumours that Peter might have a crush on me, he denied them, which I found laughable because it was the internet and just brushed it off. 
everything was fine until something began to feel off when I talked to him. I was starting to constantly catch him telling small lies. This bothered me, so I figured it was time to distance myself from Peter and stop talking to him. Cut to a few months later of no contact and Peter out of the blue texts me that he's going to be possibly transferring to my high school so he can get an in-state tuition for college. Peter's plan is to somehow live completely alone to support himself while in high school. My stomach drops when I read the text and I know this feels very, very off. I try to be calm and I tell him that his plan is crazy. I tell him that it's oddly convenient that he chose my random suburb. Peter insists that his plan will work and it's just a coincidence that he's going to my high school. I'm trying to call Peter's bluff and I hope he's just screwing with me because I cut him off. Peter says he bought plane tickets already and is going to stay in my town and visit some high schools in the area. Fear washes over me and I realise Peter definitely has some unhealthy attachment to me. Peter wasn't bluffing. To my horror, he posts a picture on the Snapchat of the airport. Peter asked to meet up while he's there, and of course I decline. Later, I see on his Snapchat story that he's taken a tour of my high school. Peter's taken lots of videos and pictures, probably hoping that I can see. Luckily, I'm stuck at home with pneumonia. I spend the next few days on edge, and afraid he was going to ring my doorbell at any moment. Luckily, he was not smart enough to find where I live, and he flies home and doesn't follow his plan. The baffling part is that none of my old group on Minecraft server thought he was doing anything creepy. It felt like I was going crazy thinking this was weird. I thought my rejection for this meetup and continued no contacts would be enough to end it, but two years later I had just committed to my dream college. I still stupidly followed Peter on social media, because I wanted some warning if he came to my area. Once again, Peter did. I see him posting in front of the library at my college with the caption saying, Transferring here is definitely the move. Cuts for a few months later, Peter finds out I have a boyfriend and directly contacts me for the first time in two years. He starts asking me strange questions like, Will he protect you? I shouldn't have answered, but for some reason I did. I finally blocked him and stopped following him on social media out of fear. He hasn't tried to contact me since. Definitely made some mistakes because I was young and scared and had others telling me it was not a big deal.